bringing you the sounds of the city. This is the Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Tonight, we are going to be in the studio with Signals of Bedlam. We're going to be talking to them about their most recently released EP or album, Escaping Velocity. We opened the show with their song, Mass Appeal, followed up with a band out of uh, Tel Aviv. They are called Project Revival. Their recently released album, Heavy Gravy. Uh, and the song was Rewind and Play. And then uh, we came back onto the continent, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Friends of mine, Black City Avenger. Their recently released song, The Unbroken, on uh, the single that's been released. They're going to be releasing an EP later this summer. They came to my attention from somebody last summer who did a set list for me, a playlist for me, Last Kiss out of Halifax. So spreading the love from Brooklyn to Tel Aviv to Halifax, back to Brooklyn, and in the studio with the members of Signals of Bedlam. And yay, and your mics are on. Welcome. Hey, How hello. are you? Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's here's here's uh my, my first i'm gonna go right into it because then we're just gonna talk all right okay sounds good okay so mass appeal i know you guys there's always the politics underneath everything sure no, Sh- no. <laughs> <laughs> you know i did i did say for tonight's show sort of advert that maybe we'll talk about music we'll talk about the album might we might touch on politics and now here A i am going to, it's just going to the politics so ma- mass appeal sort of like either Mass appeal to a lot of people, but then I'm going, no, it's like mass as in, like, I was taking it as being Christian mass or Catholic mass. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a part of my, my original intent, but I always love hearing you, people. You blew your chance to have, like, extra meaning. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been this brilliant lyricist for, like, you blew it. Uh, we would no. have seemed cool by association, so I'm even a little mad at you now. <laughs> Now you're going to say, no, it was just about the bigger mass of a chocolate bar. That's, that's exactly what oh. it was. I was very hungry that day. <laughs> okay, no, help me out. No, it, it actually hadn't occurred to me. I mean, the, 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 the mass, uh, the church mass thing is actually a really interesting uh, offshoot of that concept. But it's more just about um, these mechanisms that are used to kind of distract people from things that might matter more to them personally. So you have like sensationalist politics and um, advertising feeds into that as well, uh, and it's really if you if you go through the lyrics a little bit, it's it talks more about just um, all these little distractions that are put into play um, by people who have both uh, a power and an interest in distracting people from things that uh, they might not necessarily agree with that are actually happening behind the scenes. Okay. Which then, of, so I'm not totally wrong. No, no. No, 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 no. Okay. So, because then of which church and mass is certainly one of those distractors sure, yeah. for people. If, well, maybe, maybe yeah, it is, maybe. Kind of maybe <laughs> okay. Uh, so joining me in the studio this evening, now that we've got the really, you know, serious and heavy stuff done out of, out of the way from <laughs> members oh, of cats. Signals. <laughs> and what's that? We can talk about cats now? Cats. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the members, so we, were, we just heard from Chiro, who does vocals and guitar. Uh, so also, also with us, Chica, who plays bass, Tom, lead guitar, and in abstentia is Rich, who plays drums. Richard, yes. Richard. More specifically, he plays the sick gents. Sick gents. How he likes it. He would want us to say <laughs> sick would. gents. He would want us to say that. So. <laughs> I, I don't understand that reference. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rich, Rich, Rich frequently needs a translator in rehearsal. <laughs> it's sort of like, well, he'll he'll want to say something about like guitar or something I'm doing, and it's like. Chico will have to be an intermediary. She'll have to translate it from rhythm talk to notes talk. Yeah, when he says it, it just sounds like a lot of clicking. I'm like, I have no me. idea. Oh, so I'll do this. And like, Chico's like, he's telling you the opposite thing of what you just did. And it's like, and that's why it's great. Oh. That's why it works out. We have all these straight rhythm and, and notes happening. I feel like I understand it half the time at best. It works out. It, it, I mean, the communication between the rhythm section? And the communication, and the, the rhythmic patterns themselves. I'm just swimming in a sea of not knowing things. <laughs> I mean, sound is hard enough to talk about as it is. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is uh, Frank Zappu said, talking about music is like dancing about architecture. <laughs> it's okay. Just, it's like a weird, it's like you're trying to communicate with words about sounds. And it's like you're adapting an imperfect medium to describe something. But it's the only way we know how. So. It, True, or or we could try and sing stuff for people. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I, maybe I should start reading more of Frank Zappa, because <laughs> because one of the things I I hate doing, uh, and maybe uh, you're with me on this, maybe maybe not, is that yeah. when someone asks like, "What type of music do you play?" and I'll like so to play like say independent local music and be like, "Yeah, but what kind?" Yeah, and, and I'm like, I can't describe it all to yeah. you. Or, I, or I, I don't like trying to describe one band's sound because uh, I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I would rather hear it, and I'm either going to like it uh, or I'm not going to like it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, best, the best that I could come up with is when people ask that question, it's the easiest way to convey that is, like, well, it might sound like this or it might sound like this other band. But there's really no way to encapsulate all of it because it's not – you're never going to be this – Unless you're a cover band, you're never going to sound exactly like that band. Right, but then I I feel as if I'm doing a disservice to that band. I I, I would be doing a disservice to you if I said Signals of Bedlam. They sound like From Below. <laughs> <laughs> See what he did there? <laughs> right, I mean, because because then they'll they'll have that image in their head, or you know, right. no no no, they've got that influence of Sabbath. But I think you could talk to so many artists who say they have an influence of Sabbath. Sure, and and people would be like, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> tricky trying to find the right words because people expect to hear words. Like, they want them. They want labels to, you know, to give you, you know, something something to latch on to, I think. So some, it, as much as I would want to say, just just listen to it, and you'll know. It People want to hear, oh, it's heavy or it's industrial or it's whatever, to kind of give them something, I don't know, to latch on to, to put a box to put you in. Right. And it makes life easier for them. Um, can I ask you then, why are we now called Signals of Bedlam instead of From Below? Is copyright? Have you tried Googling From Below? That's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> is it exceptionally difficult to Google From Below? Is, is, it, is, is, is it the combination of how I type them oh, in? Oh, it's plenty easy. It's not very many characters. It's just have you tried finding us by typing in right. From Below, which would you know put you in a club of four. Or so. <laughs> <laughs> but all the same, it's like if you Google Signals of Bedlam, it's like we're much easier to find that way. Right. It's also like the, just the words themselves are much, much more distinctive and stick out in the mind a lot more. Signals of Bedlam. Yeah. I mean, it, it was also for, for us, it was kind of a transition point when we uh, became the four piece group that we are today. You know, when we got rich into the mix, um, 
we started kind of uh, creating things with much more feedback from all four individual members. So really, to me at least, it felt like a different kind of, not necessarily an entirely different project, but it had a, a different character to it, had a different personality to it. So it seemed like a very good time before the release of this album to kind of just make that transition, you know, re-identify who you are. And to Tom's point, you know, this is much more uh, explicit in, it, it, it tells more of a story than From mm -hmm. Below might tell. And, and I, I, I think from talking with you before about, uh, about the music, that, um, that what you probably found yourself caught up in is all the references that I found is that it was like Satan's music. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were actually asked in an on in uh, breakthrough radio. They asked asked us when we were called from below. Sarah and I went there, and he started asking us like, like "How do you feel these, about like, Satan?" These we <laughs> the, these sort of like weird oblong comments about Satanism, and I'm like, "Okay, uh, I had no idea where where the fuck does this come from? We're not even does he think we're like band. some death metal band? Does he have the right band? What's happening?" <laughs> Needless to say, we got the wrong kind of attention sometimes. And we uh, didn't even know. We didn't even get yeah. our own satanic references. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing against Satanists. It's just not how we identify. <laughs> For now. <laughs> but we don't currently identify as Satanists. <laughs> Things can change. Yeah. I was going to say currently. Was there a point in your history when you did? Or, or you think there might be a point in your future? You just got to leave you your options open. I mean, it's true. I read the satanic Bible, and before I read it, when I was like 16, I thought maybe, and then I read it, and then it was no. So maybe, maybe for a couple days. Time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, um, I was remiss in mentioning that the how we received music from Project Revival was uh, through them submitting it and sending it to all of the hosts uh, at Radio Free Brooklyn. And we are able to do that and able to do a lot of things in the community and support uh, local music and independent artists and authors and all sorts of things as we have just become a non-profit. Yay! Hooray! Um, so we are trying to bring you as much uh, innovating and innovative uh, content as we possibly can. And if I keep, you know, fucking up the words, I'll probably be... No longer bringing any innovation whatsoever. <laughs> um, but uh, so we would appreciate it if you uh, like listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, if you like listening to the Roden Hour, um, if you could uh, help us out with some of that whenever there's an opportunity. But most of all, what I think you should help us do is come out and our season five launch party on May 21st with the Bushwick Hotel and the Falling Birds. Uh, which is going to be in support of uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. So uh, if you go to our website, there'll be lots more information coming up about that. Or if you go to uh, the Roden Hour on Facebook, we'll have more information about that in the future. Let's hear more from our guests this evening. And then I am. I'm going to play another band for you. And you said, where are these bands in town that we can play with? I have one for you. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. This is Signal by our guest this evening, Signals of Bedlam.
Die Today by Red Arcade. You are listening to The Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. And before that, we heard Signal by our guest this evening, Signals of Bedlam, from their album Escaping Velocity, October 2016, that it was released. So I guess I lied to people, and I was like, new music! We've got new music. <laughs> new music to The Roden Hour, because I have actually featured you in a playlist some other previous time this year, but new bringing this album to everybody with you in the studio as guests. Yeah. Is that so there? I'm okay, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. I haven't I haven't lied too much to people. Just Still a little bit. Still new to me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> Appropriate lying. Yeah, so I think you guys are really going to have to like pull that mic in together. It's going to get snuggly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, and maybe I can in get a studio. picture while you're in there and doing all that, wait, whatever, wait, wait. And, and, and talking. <laughs> Sunglasses, <laughs> yes. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so so the fun part. I was going to mention a gig in June uh-huh. that you're playing at Lucky Thirteen. We are, uh, <laughs> which is going to be uh, not to put the labels on it though, but extremely heavy. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then there's like can I, I'm going to use a big word plethora 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 of gigs coming up. That's not like the the fake leather. That's different, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real leather. <laughs> Yeah, so so after and I don't mean this in a wrong way. So after sort of a fallow period, and I and I think when I saw you out, she goes like, "When are you guys playing again?" And like, nah. and now we've got a whole bunch going on. We do. Yeah, we have a show coming up at uh, Tompkins Square Park on the thirteenth of May, um, and then the week after that, we're doing uh, Jersey Shore Fest on the nineteenth. I want to say the twentieth. The twentieth. The twentieth. That's right. And then the weekend after that, that Friday, we're in Connecticut. Um, and then the Saturday, we're in Rhode Island. And then Boston. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I did now, all the memory. Now, now, that's all leading. So basically, those that's a little tour culminating in the show on June 6th yeah. at Lucky 13. Back home. Right. Back home. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad you're, you're doing that. Very glad you're out. Bringing the madness, madness in the bedlam. Yeah, that's uh, what we try to do. It's exhausting yes. and fantastic at the same time. <laughs> at, at exactly the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're like, I couldn't possibly email more, but you <laughs> totally can. <laughs> and you, you can. You have and to. And you should see the spreadsheets we put together. Let me tell you. The Excel game is on point right now. <laughs> on point. Because um, that's the weirdest thing you ever thought you'd have to do when you, when you decide to make a band, right? Or be in a band. Yeah, it's like I want to be in a band, get get Microsoft Office license. <laughs> <laughs> be in a band, they say. Yeah. <laughs> you can goof off, they say. So, you know, temp data entry and temp work is how you make your living and what you do with your free time. Right. Like, supposedly, you know, this is what you wanted to be doing, right? Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to do it, and then you get to play out of town, which is a lot of fun. It is. Uh, in town, out of town shows, preference. There's a little, people don't hold back, right, at other venues outside New York City. You know, it's, it's super funny. Like, outside of the city, sometimes people are just really excited to, like, hear, like, bands. Like, sometimes you're so used to, like, being in your own town, like, mm-hmm. begging, like, the, the doorman to come <laughs> to your show. Like, yeah. the... Hey, you, you're a return customer. I'm playing a show. <laughs> Tickets are only $10. But, like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, New Jersey, Rhode Island. We actually, 
uh, last month we went and we played like a random Monday night show in Maryland. Just another band that we know here from Brooklyn called Lolita. Mm -hmm. Be careful when you look that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, they, an, not enough time left in the show to explain <laughs> that. <but laughs> yes, be careful. Safe search. But they, they invited us to, to come down to Maryland uh, for a night with them. Which was tons of fun. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. You know, the crowd, they were having a great time. And so we were actually done playing, and a guy came up to us afterwards and said, I drove two hours to come and check you guys out. Like, I saw you online, and one of my friends said, you got to come check out this band. They're playing random Monday night mm -hmm. at random bar. And he, like, drove from the other side of Maryland, which apparently is at least two hours big. And... <laughs> Who knew that Maryland was that Who big, knew? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that to me is like mind-boggling. You can't even get like someone to come from Greenpoint to, to Bushwick sometimes <laughs> to come and see the show. I got to take the G to get to your show. It's like, oh, but it's, it's late nights, and you know they're doing work on it. So you know, there was this other thing. I was gonna like my friend. It was this, I was kind of gonna. The, it might happen. <laughs> like <laughs> now, the cool thing about doing uh, in-town shows, though, too, is that you you also have a chance to meet uh, a lot more people because there generally tend to be more people at the shows. Mm -hmm. and on your way to the show, you'll meet some people, and standing in front of the bar, passers-by, you'll meet those kinds of people. Um, so it, it is really kind of, you know, it, they're two different sides of the same coin, I guess. Um, I mean, when we play, we play a lot in similar venues, places we like to play a lot. So people will see that we're playing at this place, and they'll know we'll probably be back, back there and you know, a month or two or whatever that is. Right. Um, so maybe they won't come out to this one, they'll come out to that one. Yeah. But when you go out and play a show in, you know, Connecticut or Maryland or whatever, you've never played there before. Mm -hmm. um, they don't expect you back. So it's, in that sense, it might be more likely that people will drive two hours, mm -hmm. uh, which we were super grateful for that guy coming <laughs> yeah. out with his friend. We, I mean, I literally would have given him, like, my pants if, I, <laughs> if that was socially Who acceptable. is that guy? He knows all the words. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> So what are your, uh, speaking of shows, then, what are like your memories of your first Signals and Bedlam show, first From Below show? We'll sort of mash them together. Where, wherever you want to wherever you want to start the, the it clock. Was, it was Goodbye Blue Monday. Goodbye Blue Monday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another RIP place, right? Yeah. No, pour one out for Blue Monday. Yeah. Um, that, was a, that was a really fun show. And that was, for people who don't know what Goodbye Blue Monday was, it was like this, the greatest bar that you, you could just call them or, you know, whatever, uh, drop by and say, like, hey, I have a band. I want to play at your venue. And they'd be like, cool, just sign up. Uh, and that was really it. Um, and, you, you know, there was always people there. And it was, it was great because you would always have exposure. Um, so we played there the first time. And they live streamed all the shows, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? they, they did. did everything yeah. was live streamed on their website. And yeah. it's like, I don't know at many other places that have like a completely open booking policy. Mm -hmm. And it was a double-edged sword. I mean, there could be awesome stuff. And there were, and other times, I mean, nothing against this kind of music. I'm kind of glad it exists. But, you know, sometimes you get people wearing kooky masks with their back to the audience, blowing free jazz through their trumpets at, sure. like, mid, like, at midnight. <laughs> like, <laughs> you definitely got a good cross section of artists from New York for sure because there was it was indiscriminate. So you would get anybody who wanted to sign up and play for an audience, mm -hmm. they would get to play for an audience. So in that sense, it was actually really refreshing because you could stop in at any night and see 
anything, literally anything across yeah. the map. And, and actually getting to play, uh, you know, we're sort of talking about something else, but actually getting to play for an audience is really important in terms of the development of a band, right? It really is. It, without sort of saying, like, yeah, we'd love to have you. Can you get 25 people? Can you get 30 people? Like, uh, probably no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and 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 having a losing a place like Goodbye Blue Monday is really sort of tough uh, to help developing artists. I mean, and we're also going to lose Shea Stadium. Uh, well, we have lost Shea Stadium. So another sort of place that had somewhat of that open booking, like, hey, come out, play, yeah, and yeah. let's hope it all works out. But that is true. I mean, it's it's one of those things we've we've always kind of prided ourselves on being a live band. We want to have our live show, you know, as good and enjoyable and entertaining as possible. Um, and there's really no way to do that unless you can get up in front of any number of people and have an opportunity to royally screw things up, which we definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though we've taken the mic away from her, I, I, I am going to turn a little bit of focus to, to Chica. I'm back. Yay! <laughs> back. Um, one of the things that has always drawn me to your music has been the fact that you have a bass player who is or is playing front and center and not, I don't feel, just being part of the rhythm section. And, and that's actually spirit what Spirit fingers. I'm throwing is, up is, spirit is, fingers <laughs> for all of you. But, but it almost sort of seems like that way uh, with, with the drums as well. Like there's this somewhat cacophony going on, and yet it all merges uh, together. I, I say I've always been drawn to bands where it's not just... Uh, no offense, you know, great. Oh uh, no, that's great, fine. Great caterwauling lead guitar. We are loud and have massive <laughs> egos. So, <laughs> <laughs> truth bomb. Is, is that another version of mass appeal, man? Oh, no. we're, we're going <laughs> to uh, uh, changing you, can, the title. Guitarists fundamentally don't know how to turn their amps down. <laughs> it's like, only up. There's like sound guy wrong. There's <laughs> a drum here somewhere in my monitor. Is that? Is it? Is that like a wire that's crossed? Or... <laughs> no, it, but the, for you, you've played in other bands. But so were, how, what was the feeling like when you were like, okay, great. I get to now play with a bunch of guys or a bunch of other musicians. Um, and they are going to let me bring this bass like front and center. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, an evolution, I think. Because playing in other bands... They were all, like, basement bands, pretty much. Like, maybe mm -hmm. you'd do, like, an open mic here or there. But it was sort of, like, growing. And mm -hmm. even starting when I first started with everyone and it was still from below, it was still kind of fitting into it. Mm -hmm. So, like, this, you know, Escaping Velocity, this last album is pretty much us after a few years of knowing one another, of playing together. Rich has been with us, I think, at least a year before we started um, the recording process. So it's it's sort of like stepping front and center, but also I think learning how to do it in a way that's still conducive to a song mm -hmm. and not just, look at me, I can shred or I can yeah. do stuff. So that's, because that's another, I think, pet peeve or, or I think something to be cautious of where you just, everyone is overstepping and everyone is trying to play their awesome licks and everyone's, so I always, I think, us as musicians, we, we like interesting stuff. We like complex stuff. Mm -hmm. But we also like songs. We also like yeah. things that people can groove along to without a math degree that people can you know <laughs> sing along to. And so I think one of the, the things that we all kind of try to go for is what can I do to keep myself interested and challenged as a musician? But what can I also do 
thinking about the entire sound mm-hmm. and thinking about how that connects with an audience and how live, how are they feeling it? If it's a, they're listening to the record, like are there parts that they can latch onto that aren't being shadowed by other parts? And so groove is one of those things that right. I think as a rhythm section, we have the room to be able to explore, which is cool. Yeah, and, and you two don't feel threatened by that at all. No, no. <laughs> I mean, if any, if anything, it gives me more to play off of mm-hmm. as a musician. Like, if I have like more, like, inter, like in the song you played, mass appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a guitar break, like approximately thirty, forty-five seconds in. Like, it's a little solo part. And like when I sit down and write that, because a lot of times I go last because there's another melodic component that occupies the same register that just has to take priority. It's a song. It's about the singer at the end of the day. However, like with that and writing that piece, like having a bass player who is willing to take up more space and do more, it just it gives me that much more to play off of and to write and to indulge to make the whole thing sound Mm -hmm. good. So it, it makes things easier and more fun. Yeah, and I think uh, part of our approach from the very beginning, you know, even when it was just me and Tom just farting around in some tiny rehearsal room together, um, <laughs> the approach was always kind of uh, never from a place of no. Like okay. you, you bring something in, and the initial reaction isn't no, it's how does this work? Meaning, like, how do we incorporate this? How does this become a part of what we're trying to do? And that kind of became an extension, you know, when Chica came along and then when Rich came along. Um, it's a... Uh, Rather than it being a negative, it doesn't take away from anything else, I don't think. I, I kind of see it as an asset that you have these very talented people. Don't tell them I said they were talented. Um, <laughs> what did he say? Did he, did he just say something? Guitar is <laughs> speaking. Did someone say something about me? It's an asset to have about these people me. who, can, who can contribute all these different things to, to uh, this, what is often a very nascent, very simple idea that you come to the table with. And mm-hmm. now you have these three other minds that can contribute a bunch of ideas that's not to say you don't frame all of those ideas so that they work as a cohesive component, as a, uh, as a whole, rather. Uh, you definitely do, and there's a lot of push and pull, and how does this fit? There's a lot of you know, making puzzle pieces kind of come together, but uh, the more people can contribute, I think the better off we all are. And you know, in the end, uh, it's a four-piece band, and it's a four-piece collaborative mm-hmm. effort. Let's hear the thread from the album Escaping Velocity, and we're going to hear from uh, some other friends north of the border who just had a video release party on Friday night. Says Signals of Bedlam.
Mine by Crawl from their 2016 release, The Crockford Files. They just released a video for that on Friday and celebrated with a show in Windsor, Ontario. Before that, we heard from our guest this evening, Sig- Signals of Bedlam. I'm, it's only coffee. I know we are at the bar. I know we are at the bar, but I did not get the special, the beer and whiskey special, the whiskey and whiskey did special. Did you not? You're, you're missing out. <laughs> I can't imagine the whiskey that that bar is going to be serving as part of a a whiskey special. Um, But we heard from our guests this evening, Signals of Bedlam and their song, uh, The Thread from Escaping Velocity, which was recorded in 2016. Quick question for for you, and there probably won't be a quick answer. What have been like some deal breakers from previous bands that sort of said, yeah, that's it. I'm I'm out. Now I'm glad I'm in Signals of Bedlam, and that's definitely not going to happen again. I haven't really had that many experiences with previous bands. I've worked cool. with other people before. Never never in, in anything that really kind of coalesced uh, to the degree that we have. Uh, where, like, you have, like, logos and art and an album and stuff. Stickers. Stickers, yeah. Very advanced. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've worked with other people before. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I just can't, I can't get my head around, I can't really forgive, is just um, not being you know, responsive, like in communication, uh, just not showing up to stuff. Like there's, I mean, it, right. as far as I'm concerned, it's just really basic stuff. It's like if you can't really get the basics right, where are we going? Like this is not going to yeah. work. And I've, I've stopped working with people on those grounds before. Sure. Yeah, I'd probably say, you know, my experiences are similar to, to yours. Haven't been in a lot of bands or any really that have, coalesce to this level it's you're playing with people and then you're doing stuff and then it kind of fizzles out and i think one of the big things is that we've gotten lucky with mm-hmm. or i don't know the stars crossed or whatever they do with us is that it's like work ethic because you usually get people right. who are like yeah i'm gonna be in a band it's gonna be awesome and it's like we have to rehearse how long yeah with what i can't have beers yeah we can, <laughs> but you know. But we've never been a like a beers during rehearsal kind of band, yeah. you know. That it, not that there's anything wrong. with no, us look really uncool. By <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we sound. Not, re- we're not Satanists. We sound really really uptight. I will share the picture of you in your sunglasses. Thank so you. That will, thank you. Th- that whole idea of you being uncool. Photoshop some cocaine in there too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lines. Just just the the white lines, yeah. right? We. We, we may not be making a professional living at being musicians in the band, but damn well, everybody better be professional when we're together in the band. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it says a lot that, like, everyone else in the band is not just that we like making music and we love music, but that has made a certain dedication to their craft mm-hmm. as a musician. Like, you know, it, it's great to have a lot of idea, a lot of ideas and stuff. But, you know, I, I've always wondered at people that just had ideas or wrote songs and just want to play. Again, nothing wrong. A lot of my some favorite artists of mine have taken that approach. But it's like I, I just wonder sometimes it's like, why would you limit your toolkit as an artist? And I like working with people that don't and mm. are dedicated like and care about the nuts and bolts of the craft that they're doing. And that, that gives you that much more to work with, too. Right. We have been uh, – we're going to get ourselves out of here because now the time has just flown by. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. Maybe. There's an after, after, after party, right? <laughs> That's where the cocaine will be. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have been visiting with members of Signals of Bedlam. Um, quick, first local show they're going to be able to people are going to be able to catch you at Tompkins Square Park, May thirteenth. It's in the afternoon. Bring oh, your kids. Oh, you know, bring all ages. Oh, all ages. That's right up my alley. Bring your spouse. Bring your animals. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Denied. No. 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 No animals whatsoever. <laughs> to, so we have listed a whole bunch of uh, shows this evening. We're talking about. Uh, if you go to signalsofbedlam.com, you can uh, find the whole list of their upcoming shows. Uh, it's where you can also purchase their album albums. Um, so you can pick up both. Uh, I will say, please get out and go see the band. Um, the video mass appeal, I think does a great job of capturing your energy on stage. Um, so, and on our Facebook page, uh, it's going to appear five minutes, uh, after the show ends. So if you missed the song at the beginning of the show, you can go watch the video. Um, and that's the radio free Brooklyn page. And you'll understand why I'm excited to have this band in the studio, why I like going to see them live why I like listening to them and spending time with them. This is The Fix by our guest this evening, Signals of Bedlam. You've been listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm.